Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Forward Thinking Podcast. It's Chrissy and Charlie here from CSTO. And today we have a special episode of Forward Thinking. We're starting a new series called Mops in 10, uh, which will take you through one important Mops topic or something maybe we've chatted about in a past episode, but take you through the highlights in just 10 minutes because we know all you Mops pros are super busy. Um, and so want to get you in and get you out and be on your way. Uh, so it's a great listen for like a dog walk or a little break uh, during lunch. And top tip, if you put this on 2x speed, you can listen to it in five minutes. <laughs> Getting quicker. Yep. Efficiency. We're all about efficiency here at CSTO. Uh, okay. So today's episode, we're going to talk through adopting a product team approach in marketing operations and how that can help you uh, really elevate your team, but get you operating in a way that is super effective and make sure that all the projects you're working on are really successful. Um, so let's just dive straight into it since we have 10 minutes. So the first thing, Charlie, did you want to chat through what's the first thing that you should do when adopting a product team approach? Well, maybe maybe before I dive into that, I think the, the purpose of a product team approach is to give a little bit of background um, or like kind of the high level thinking behind it is that really what we're doing in marketing operations is we're creating a product yeah. for our team to create revenue or reach the business objective. So that's a product that your marketing team is going to use and your sales team is going to use to work towards their goals. Um, so therefore, you know, I know we're using multiple products to do that. We're creating multiple processes and we're doing all of this stuff, but the accumulation, all of that, is there's essentially a product that everyone's going to use. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it like that, um, and then you start to adopt this product team approach, the first thing you've got to think about is understanding the goals of the business. So obviously yeah. one of them is probably revenue, um, but there might be other goals. So understanding them, trying to speak to the, um, the main stakeholders, aligning to the vision of the business, the North Star and the goals is going to give you the purpose for the, your product, right? It's like if Uber's goal is to, you know, make drivers be able to pick up people more efficiently so they can drive retention in their app, then all of the features that you're they're going to be creating is it's going to be aligned to that, right? So if you understand that your goal is revenue and one of the goals within that is making sure sales can follow up with leads in seconds and not hours or days, then you know, you're aligning to that goal and that is a feature that you should be working on. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. And this is super important when we're talking about our next tip, which is really around kind of identifying those features that you should work on. And we normally suggest creating a roadmap. So when you are creating your roadmap, and this is, you know, the kind of the key projects that your team's going to be working on, and maybe, maybe you align that to your team's OKRs, but these are the things that are aligned to those goals. So now that you have your goals, you can then decide, okay, does each of one of the things on our roadmap or these features we're going to work on align to the goals? Uh, okay, and MOPS, we do need to account for cases where we need to like fix bugs or have some things that might come through that are not on the roadmap. And so we suggest having some buffer. Product teams do this as well. So they always are building out new features, but then leave some wiggle room for their team to um, put in patches or, um, you know, sunsetting some old features that aren't going to be used anymore. Totally. And if you think about how the product team works through all of this, right, like I mentioned that Uber example, 
they're understanding okay what are the ultimate goals you know driving retention and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. what are what are the features that they're going to release aligned to those goals and then what are the bugs reports that we're getting yeah. back so like okay these this these, this many users have submitted this bug or this ticket and then they're prioritizing those bugs and tickets and support requests to then figure out what is going to go into the next release cycle mm -hmm. and then that goes into the package of that release and then that release is released and then those bugs are fixed with that patch so if you think about it the same way you should never be just like getting that slack message and working on it right that should be if that if that was a you know a, a ticket or a, a support request you should be getting taking that information through like a ticketing tool like a jira or asana or whatever project management tool doesn't matter what it is then prioritizing all of those bugs on your roadmap to then go out within a future release and one like top tip that we would um really try and advise people here is trying to adopt a uh, an approach of like case deflection mm -hmm. so one of the things that marketing operations people really struggle to do is create a lot of documentation but if you have a lot of documentation you should be always trying to work on getting better and more documentation you're able to create a knowledge base to answer a lot of the common questions that people have so then when someone goes into your ticketing tool and some tools actually you know, work like this, where they can start showing articles as you type, like, you know, why did this lead go to this person? And then it shows all of the articles about like routing and, and stuff like that. You can even have Slack integrations with some of these um, knowledge-based tools where someone posts in your MOPS Slack channel a question, it will search your knowledge base with documentation and then post that piece of that document back to them. Say so like, why don't you read this? And there, if you think about kind of what, uh, you know, tech companies are doing with case deflection, essentially making their support team more efficient because those questions are being answered. They don't have to answer them. They don't have to create a ticket for that. And they're only really getting like actual proper bugs that need to be addressed. And then they're going into the next release. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like we need like a drift bot to, to handle all of the <laughs> tickets yeah. coming through. I mean, maybe look into doing that if you own Drift. I don't know. Add that to a certain page or something. Um, so I love that. I think so. Understand the goals of business, aligning features to the goals, using a ticketing ticketing system so you're not just bogged down working on the buffer, which should really be only that 15%, 20 per not even barely 20% of fixing um, bugs and um documentation or case deflection would help with that. Um, but the last thing I think, well, last two things is really now down to, okay, how do we then elevate or now that we've developed these project or worked on these projects or these releases, um, how do we make sure that those are successful? So there's a few tips that we've done, um, or that we've used in the past. So the first thing, uh, is something we learned on, uh, you know, one of our guests, um, Melissa Meinhardt from Salesloft used, um, but bring in leadership from other teams early to really get them involved in the project and also use them as your champion because marketing can develop things for other teams. But a lot of the times there might be some skepticism because it's like, oh, is marketing just developing this for marketing? And bringing those people in early will get them more bought into, um, you know, what you're building. And then they can also be a champion for you. This is very similar to like taking your customers when you're in product and, you know, having a customer advisory bar board, listening to what they want from the product and then giving them early access to that. 
and they're more likely to talk about that with their peers and, um, you know, colleagues. And so, um, I would definitely take that tip, um, and use that internally because your internal customers are really those other teams like sales and demand gem and customer success. Yeah. And then when it comes to actually training the people on the front line, you know, they should be doing that training, right? A lot yeah. of times marketing ops will be, I created this, I'm the hero. I want to like show everyone it. And I think there's the last point we make is actually marketing it, which is important. But when it comes to actual training, sometimes it's better to have the boss of the person do the training, right? Like the, the sales, the SDR manager do that training. So then, you know, one, the SDR managers brought in early, so they're bought in. Two, the training is going to kind of be a lot more, you know, they're going to react a lot better than all of the SDRs to that training if it's coming from their boss. Okay. So you kind of let, let go sometimes, be on that training to answer any questions. But if you can really empower that person to do it, it will often work better. Yeah, definitely. Or even doing it one time first and then they can learn from you and then they can continue because there's always going to be this continuous training that needs to be done. Um, okay, and, the, and then one final tip, and this is a tip that I've learned from early on in my career and I think it's still really useful is to market your marketing ops project. So very similar to when a you know product team creates a new release, they'll often work with marketing to then you know, let's figure out a release, uh, you know, schedule to, you know, send the announcement to our customers. Um, and so they'll name their releases. They'll send out release notes to the team, but also they might do a big launch around these new releases. And the same way you can develop those decks, you know, similar to a training, but even more high level, that can be something you can present at a sales uh, team meeting and also get your champion there too, to present with you. Um, but really blowing it up and making sure that everyone's aware of those big projects you're working on is key. All right. So that's it. That's our mops in 10. Uh, we hit the 10 minutes and we hope all of you enjoyed this um, episode. If you think anyone else would benefit from it, please share it. And yeah, we'll see you next time on mops in 10. Yeah.